0: Another episode of Two speak geek and uh hopefully this week we will not hear josh taking a 20 minute piss it wasn't a piss guys it was uh turns out it was his washing machine going off in the background but josh <laughs> when i was listening to it after i had already published it by the way I meant I was like,
1: man, what is that? That's what happens, you know. I didn't want it to be known, but I do have a very big urethra, so I actually was just peeing uncontrollably for Good 27 Lord. minutes. No, man, I record inside the garage. <laughs> I record inside the garage, so um, I thought I had everything shut down in my washing machine. Decided that it was going to spin out some old clothes. So, apologies, but hey, guys, this is what you subscribe and sign up for for these little quirky things that happen because we're not professional. We're not, and that's okay. We're getting there.
0: So uh, yeah, this week Josh has uh, assured me that the washing machine is not going, so no more 27-minute pisses, <laughs> and uh, we're good to go. Now uh, let's get into this, man. There's there's been a lot of movie and entertainment news this week, and um, seemingly out of nowhere, um, for example, this first piece of news, actually the next um, the next two pieces of news. Apparently, what we all thought he was done with the role of Batman, but apparently Affleck has signed on for more Batman. Yep.
1: And 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 this to me also, more Batman movies and an HBO Max series.
0: Yeah, exactly. He so saw across a couple of different different forms of media. It's um, I honestly news I was absolutely not expecting to hear from. I thought he was dunzo in terms of Batman. So. What do you think is uh let's uh let's take some guesses here. What do you think is gonna ha- happen? Uh, do you think it's gonna be a series? Do you think he's gonna make cameos? Well, the, what do you think is it? what's up? This
1: is where it's gonna be confusing because now we have a Robert Pattinson Batman movie that's already going, that's already getting played. That is yeah. the Batman. Now this is a different type of Batman where he's younger. He's the world's greatest detective. So my question is, mm-hmm. are they gonna keep the Robert Pattinson Batmans and do keep him onto the side, and then Ben Affleck is gonna play the older, grown up version? You know, kind of like here, how he is when he started in year two, and then here's how he is now when he's older, which would be the only.
0: I think it's going to be two completely separate Batman. I think, Uh, I mean, they're leaning so hard into the multiverse concept. Absolutely. I think it's just going to be two different Batman exi- existing.
1: Absolutely, and that that's that's where that that's where I think it's going to go is two different Batman, two different universes existing. I personally am not a fan of that. I think that's a stupid idea to have two Batmans existing in the exact same time like this, unless you're going to have them have some kind of interaction or build an overarching story. That's just that's just me at least because I'm not going to devote a ton of my time into a Batman TV series starring Ben Affleck and then next year or the year later I'm going to go see the second the Batman movie starring Robert Pattinson because now I'm just I'm stuck in this awkward position I guess for me at least that's how I look at that I'm not a fan
0: yeah I'm not I'm not I'm okay with Affleck showing up in more films and stuff like that because the uh I guess the Snyder universe in terms of the DC films, wasn't really resolved, so it's kind of open-ended. Well, so he got- so if, he, if he's coming back in more movies, that's fine. I'm a little weirded out about having an Affle- a Batfleck HBO Max series. I'm not really sure what's going on there. Um, according to this article, it's uh, reported that, you know, there's not a ton of details about the HBO series right now, but they report, and I quote, that a big focus being looked at for the series is a backstory for Robin, his death by the hands of Joker, whose own contract should be announced soon mm-hmm. and how losing the boy wonder made Batman into the jaded individual we see in Batman vs. Superman. So,
1: See, and I'm good, um, I'm good with that and it also depends on who they're yeah. going to bring in to write and direct this. I think that Affleck, in my opinion, Affleck's Bruce Wayne was one of the best versions we've ever had of Bruce Wayne. Ben Affleck looked the part of a grizzled superhero who's trying to be that playboy. Yeah. When, when they had him working out You know, Christian Bale was a great fucking Batman for what he was. I think Affleck got the short end of the stick. I wish we could have seen more of him, Um, especially after what he did in Batman v Superman, the way he was in Justice League. Affleck is a dope actor, um, you know, aside from Daredevil and stuff like that. But when he gets into something like The Town... Like Argo, yeah, exactly. uh, Like Goodwill, He's a great director, too. right? Like he is—he is a phenomenal actor, and I think that DC really fucked up with Affleck, and I and and honestly, if they they oh, they fucked up with the whole DC they did so bad, and and y- they tried to recover it with Wonder Woman, which was great, Aquaman, which yeah. was good for what it was. Aquaman was just a big fun movie for me. That's what it was. It wasn't great, but yeah. it, it, it was what it was. DC is screwed up. So I think that when they brought in Affleck, Snyder, Snyder's like he knew what he was doing with Batman Man of Steel and built these overarching stories kind of like DC. I think, again, that HBO is shooting themselves in the foot by doing this right now, only because there's a lot of money and excitement invested in Robert Pattinson as the Batman. Colin Farrell, Selena Kyle, we're getting this story that a lot of Batman fans have wanted for a long time, which is cool, this younger... Batman we kind of got it with Christian Bale But this is what this is going to be a dope story Why is he the world's greatest detective So yeah. I think that if they do a slow burn process like this, they go back into a lot of the points that have been set up. Like here's, you know, um, I'm looking at the picture right now, and they got the the Robin suit that's all sprayed up with Joker and everything else. Yeah, you know? yeah. So um, I think that's a good storyline to do. You could bring that in and be awesome. And if they do it right, they're bringing in Jared Leto again. They got Ben Affleck coming in. They're looking at a multiverse. Let's do it and let's do it right. HBO Max, Disney+, Plus. Netflix. all of these things appear to me to be where the future is going. I know that theaters are still opening up and they're going to have big blockbusters, but I feel like a lot more of these companies are investing their money into their streaming services.
0: So, Yeah, absolutely. There used to be a day where TV and movies, in terms of... Uh, in terms of budgetary, you know, concerns, and in terms of quality, there was a huge difference between the two. Oh, one hundred percent. That line is getting really, really blurred right now. I mean, you have TV series like the, uh, like the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and all these upcoming Marvel Disney Plus shows that absolutely equal the budget of any triple A blockbuster movie.
1: Right. And, and you've also shown, too, with shows like Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul or even Lost oh, totally. in the Early Lears, that you can build this overarching yeah, yeah. story over multiple years and drag it out and have people invested in it for a long period of time. Yep. So, again, if yep. HBO Max invests the proper money and they decide they're going to do a little 45-minute episodes and make a legit 45-minute Movie Kind of like Game of Thrones started doing towards the end. Or like The Walking Dead kind of did. And make each season these arcing stories and do them, you know, five or six, maybe eight. Give your maybe ten episodes. I think eight is that sweet spot, especially for HBO. Eight to ten, because you look at Watchmen, phenomenal. Lovecraft Country, which is great. uh, Westworld, all these shows that have these, you know, eight to ten story arcs. You can do that with a Batman story because Batman is a weekly comic. That's how it started. So you can develop these stories, do a slow burn, build up a Joker over time. And that's what we didn't see in these movies. They're just like, oh, by the way, here's Jared Leto as a crazy Joker covered in tattoos. And he's whoring out Harley Quinn. And, you know, there was so much that was left there that that I think if they do it right, this this could be what we've been wanting to see with a Batman Joker story.
0: Yeah, and uh, that actually goes into our next thing with uh, Jared Leto um, returning as Joker in the Snyder cut. Now, that comes as a surprise to me because there was never any mention of Joker having any part in Snyder's uh, Justice League. But do you think they'll be using Jared Leto as the Joker in the Batman series? I think that they they absolutely
1: need (laughs) to use Jared Leto Leto as a Joker in this series. A- Jared yeah, Leto. because it's
0: already been confirmed right. that he's, him and Batman have gone head-to-head at, you know, numerous points. He even, Batman even appeared, uh, Batfleck mm-hmm. even appeared in Suicide Squad, a- so absolutely. those are the, that's the Joker.
1: Yes, and there is there is a history that was never, ever, ever established between the two of them, yes. and you only, I mean, I mean, of course we have it, and we know the history, but in the Snyderverse there wasn't, and you show that car scene at the, in Suicide yeah. Squad, and the way he treated Harley Quinn, and everything else there's so much there and I am probably one of a handful of people who thought what Jared Leto did as a Joker was fucking awesome I, I don't care
0: Yeah, oh, I like him. he's too, the yeah. hot
1: topic Joker with all the tattoos and blah 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 no he fit the part of the Joker and what I like about yeah, this he's the
0: modern day Joker Yeah, he's the Joker in the Facebook era yes
1: and he also to me what Jared Leto did is I took Jared Leto's interpretation not as he is the Joker but this is his version of a Joker that's been around, if that makes sense. Like, you um, know, like if you look at like yeah. Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker movie in the old school, Joker doesn't have to be a person just like Batman, Joker is a symbol. So when I looked at, the, yeah. at him, at Jared Leto, As the Joker in the Snyder films, to me that wasn't the Joker. He was just that Joker. You know, he's carrying on the legacy. He's another pawn in a ruthless gang, a number two who's worked his way up. That's why he's got the tattoos and all that kind of shit. You know, that's just kind of how I looked at him. And he played that part in that universe, perfect. And I wish we could have seen more. That's a
0: that's a good uh, that's a good theory for sure. I mean, and that's just and they've established that in the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, the, mm -hmm. the concept of a symbol.
1: Right, and I think that that right there just these small changes that we've seen are what's going to set this forward I would love to see more yeah. of Affleck and Leto going head to head as Batman and Joker Leto had a good laugh he played it creepily he played it, you know, a very, very, very the way that if you were to be taken over by a drug lord today that's how I picture it being yeah, yeah. I mean, look at look at the rappers that people look at. I mean, look at look at Post Malone. I fucking love Post Malone. Dude's got more tattoos on his face than anything else, and nobody cares. And Jared <laughs> when Jared Leto was doing it as a Joker. People were like, oh, that's so stupid. Who the fuck does that? I don't know. Every single rapper that's been out in the past four years has tried to intimidate Jared Leto from the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. So so okay. So I, I'm excited, man. I really hope that that they elaborate more. I think that. With you, they, I didn't know anything that that um, the Joker was supposed to be in Justice League. No signs of
0: it whatsoever. Yeah, that's the thing. What I really hope is that they kind of tease this this lore that was already established between the Joker and Batman mm-hmm. and Gotham and Harley and all that. And you know, you have all the people from Suicide Squad like uh, like Deadshot, and yeah. Killer Croc, all these Batman villains. So there's definitely a universe that already existed by the time these movies come came yeah. out. And I'm really excited for them to explore that that universe that was just, for the most part, just teased.
1: Well, now we do know that James Gunn is doing his own version of Suicide Squad as well. Yeah. So it, yeah. it it's very weird because DC seems to be continuously just rewriting and redoing the stuff they've already done. Yeah. So, so again, is this going to be a jumping point for them to say, look, this... Because, you know, again, they're doing the Snyder Cut. They're bringing back these people. They're filming new scenes, which means that this movie is going to completely be changed from what we see seeing now. The story is going to be different. Oh, for the sure. outcome is going to be different. This is going to lead to something more because when this first came out, I was—it's I mean, a four-hour cut, dude. Right, and I was under the impression that most of this stuff was already done, and Snyder was just going to recut it, and put it out. Not that he had to do thirty to fifty—that's what I thought, right? Too. Yeah. So he's doing thirty to fifty million dollars worth of reshoots and re-edits, and he's bringing in Leto, and he's bringing in Affleck, and he's bringing in all these people. I'm just thinking that HBO Max is hedging their bets that when this Justice League comes out, this right here is going to launch their next where they're going with HBO. I think that they're going to try to put all in on DC. I think they're hoping, and again, to bring in Jared Leto into the Zack Snyder cut to build up something between him and Ben Affleck to lead to the Joker Affleck story over a 10 arc. You know, six week, however long on HBO Max, you build out this story, yeah. you introduce to Jason Todd, and you do that kind of like a Star Wars Rogue One. You go back and you tell the story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm a little wary about the Batman series because they're already doing a Gotham PD series. Yes. I just think they're, uh, I I don't mind the concept of the multiverse, so I don't mind multiple versions of the same character. But at some point, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, uh, so yeah. I'm worried of the
1: oversaturation that we had with Star Wars is where we're going to get I mean if you think about it right. in the next three years we're going to have quite possibly one, two maybe even three depending on if he shows up on Gotham City PD we're going to have three different versions of a Batman of a different actor yeah. we're going to have two to three different versions of a Penguin of a Joker we're going to have all these different versions that are floating around and I'm hoping that they can kind of Pull it together, and and I think and yeah. I think something that's kind of funny too is to kind of go off what you were saying. Like we know that all these people are coming back to film these um these new scenes, but like Henry Cavill, who's Superman, is not coming back to film any yeah. scenes. So my question is, so they say, right? So they say. So and we've seen Superman <laughs> in the black suit and stuff like that. So when when yeah. you pick up the pieces and you try to put things together, it seems like HBO Max figured, yo. We're going to try to build this series with Ben Affleck. You need to figure out a way to start it. We're giving you a four hour cut. You better start off our next TV series for us so we at least have a year of Batman stuff we can play with. So Zack Snyder's like, cool, y'all yeah. give me 30 to 50 million. I'll bring you an Oscar winner, Leto. I'll bring in an Oscar winner, Ben Affleck. And I'll give you guys an Oscar winning Joker, Batman, and let's just make it happen. Yeah. I'm hopeful. Like, I can't. For me, comic book TV shows, I can't get into. I hated fucking uh, Gotham.
0: Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I'm the complete opposite. You
1: you love the Flash and stuff, and I I think that DC has proven time and time again that their stories are perfect for television. Long, arcing stories over however many weeks. Marvel is the grand. Go sit in a theater, watch this big, bright epic. And Marvel makes terrible TV shows, and D- you know, that's just how I've always looked at it. Because I didn't care about Agents of the Shield or Agent Carter or any of that shit. Because I don't care. I want my my Hulk and my Thor, and my Iron Man and stuff. And DC <laughs> gives you that on their streaming service, which is which yeah. is awesome. So uh, I'm just hoping that DC realizes with Jeff Johns what they've been able to do on TV take it to HBO Max, give us that 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 PG-13 hard R show that we want, give us a dark, gritty Joker Batman and see what happens. What do you got to lose? And
0: give it to us in fucking 4K. Come on, oh. dude. We're going on a year of HBO Max. Well, not a year, but like six or seven yeah. months of HBO Max now. How, how, how do we not have 4K yet? It's, it's really upsetting, and I'm, I'm
1: hoping that 4K launches with uh, Justice League.
0: The Snyder Cut, yeah. I, I really hope so. I mean, because I've been going through and adding new movies and stuff, and they've, they've been adding shit like The Matrix. Oh, yeah. and, you know, they have you know the, the Chris Pine Star Treks and stuff like that. Those movies are ripe for 4K. You need Absolutely. those
1: in 4K. I will take back what I said on our earlier podcast about HBO Max. I think that HBO Max is going to be a streaming service. Their, their sound quality is better. Their selection's awesome. Their TV shows are great. Um, I am a fan of HBO Max. I just wish, like you said, they yeah. had the 4K because so much is on there. I I was watching, uh, they had the Blade trilogy, the Matrix trilogies, all these movies would look beautiful in 4K and what you were saying about uh, Star Trek the other day iTunes was doing a sale so I got all 10 Star Trek movies for $14.99 Wait, really? Yeah, I got everything from the the original Star Trek all the way up to Nemesis, all 10 movies for $14.99. Ah,
0: see I couldn't I could, I can't bring myself to do that because I have the original and all the next gen movies in DVD or uh, Blu-ray box sets. Oh, see, yeah, like really nice Blu-ray box sets So I can't bring myself to rebuy yeah. them. The only problem with that is, you know, and here's another first world problem: they're all on disc. Yep. And, and I'm used to watching everything digitally now.
1: <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm like, oh man, do I really want to get up and put in this disc of The Evil Dead? And I'm like, I'll nope. just spend five dollars and buy it on iTunes again. <laughs>
0: I watched, uh, before I watched Borat 2 yesterday, which, by the way, I highly recommend oh, absolutely! Um, before I watched that yesterday, I watched Star Trek 4. You remember the one where they go back to 1986 yes. to get the whales? I watched that and I felt like a fucking kid
1: oh that's amazing
0: well I was going through it and it's amazing how horrible of an actor William Shatner dude, is but he, he's so he
1: likable he is so terrible William Shatner's terrible but you're right yeah he is he <laughs> is likable so um dude I was going back yeah. I had on just Star Trek 1 the motion picture and just the part where you know yeah. he's going and he's seeing the Enterprise for the first time and he's rolling through on the pod and I'm just like man these graphics are so sick for what it is and my oldest walks in she goes this is terrible what are you watching and then I was like, oh, Star Trek. And she looks at me and she goes, Is this one of those really just crappy movies you like to watch? Because this looks terrible. And I'm like, oh man, you rude ass. Get out of here. <laughs> but but like they're they're an HD and my TV upconverts them, you know, to the upconvert to four K. But like seeing right, Star right. Trek, the motion picture or Star Trek Two or The Voyage or any of those, like, it just you're right. It is ripe for that four K HDR, how beautiful it looks, and be able to see the stars and it's just they're made for that stuff, man. It's cool.
0: Yeah. So speaking of visual effects, and we were talking about DC and everything like that, um, the next piece of news we have is the Batman, mm-hmm. the Robert Pattinson one, will be using the volume, which was that technology that we talked about a number of episodes ago that they used in The Mandalorian. Yes. Now, little refresher course, the volume is a big giant circular or oh, how, how would you call it? Like video screen yeah. and ceiling that they use to project images that you know you can use a parallax effect so it maintains the depth as the characters move around and stuff so it's different from green screen and blue screen you're not just standing in front of a flat screen and then you add it later Like half a dome basically it's basically half a dome think picture a sky dome in um in video games and that's basically what you have you have video screens surrounding you 360 degrees plus above you and you can project a parallax video onto the screen and film in real time so all those scenes you saw in The Mandalorian where he's out in the desert or whatever, those were all done inside on a soundstage inside the volume. And, um, you know, when we did that episode, I think it was our fourth episode when we switched names to, uh, to speak yeah. ToSpeakGeek.com. Um, I, I think we talked about how we're like, OK, uh, we, you know, the volume is technically a Disney property since, you know, Lucasfilms developed yep. it. You know, will we be seeing it used in other studios? Kind of like how THX and ILM, you know, are used by a bunch of different movies. And here we are, we have a Warner Brothers property, the Batman, using the volume to film the movie. What do you think of that? I mean, this is pretty exciting. I think
1: this is exciting. I love where we're going with technology. I'm just hoping that this kind of stuff doesn't become reliant on it I know it's cheaper and it's easier and you don't have to film scenes 62 times and switch out uniforms for blood spatter and all
0: that kind of like looks much more realistic
1: and it does and it's amazing and we're leaps and bounds ahead of where we were with fucking Star Wars episode 2 attack of the clones which looked like someone like a high school kid made it on a Mac it's just it's not good when you look at it now I like this I think this idea is dope But I also do not want this to take away from the practical effects that people work so hard to use. And this is something I was explaining to, to, to my wife the other day. I love old school horror movies, the gorier the better, not because I like to see all that stuff, but because I appreciate Tom Savini, how he goes through and intricately makes this dummy that has to be ripped apart by zombies, and the visuals, and the (laughs) colors, and the real, and like, dude, The Thing, as far as I'm concerned, there is no movie visually better than The Thing starring Kurt Russell. You can fight me, you can say whatever you want, The Thing is the greatest visual practical effects movie of all time, and the person who did it, that was his first job, and he was 26 years old and that to me you will never ever see that that again Like that to me it was so good and then you see movies like um, when J.J. Abrams did Star Wars Episode 9, ton of visual effects but he also took the time to do practical effects for the animals and the creatures so I think for doing these beautiful sceneries of Gotham City and being in certain areas I think this
0: is going to be great and it's going to add a dynamic to the Batman movies that we haven't seen like I think it's gonna kinda Well, that's the thing about using the volume and how it how how it functions. The beauty of that is most of it still has to be done practically on set. Mm-hmm. You still have to build sets. You still have to build props. Yep. You still have to do all that stuff. So the volume is not. It's not CG. It's 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 a way to. I don't even know the best way to it. It's a way to go on location without going on location. I guess is the best way of putting it.
1: Yeah, it's a way to give you it's a way you no longer just have a green screen with images in the back. You kind of have a 3D. Yeah. are you, it's basically it's uh, it's uh, it's like putting on the Oculus Quest. You're in the 3D world at that point. You're not just you're not just sitting there Ooh, looking at a 3D world. Good example. I mean, yeah, there's Yeah, yeah. And it's easier for actors to be able to interact in a 360 digital world as opposed to just, "All right, I'm standing in front of the green screen. Let's see what happens."
0: Yeah, it's much more immersive. It's got to be better for the actors to actually be immersed in an environment as opposed to standing in front of a green or blue screen and pretending. Oh, absolutely. It's just got to be.
1: It has to be. And again, I'm excited for this. I I really think that technology and this kind of stuff, it's where we're going to go moving forward. And we're going to start to see movies that took six, seven, eight months to get made will be
0: made in two to four months, five months. You know, because you know what's crazy about this? What's crazy about the volume is it's not even new tech yeah. if you really think about it. it. It's just a giant video screen. Mm-hmm. All that happened one day is John Favreau went, hmm, what if? Mm-hmm. And he just made a giant video screen and was like, oh, this kind of works. It's fucking
1: all you need, man. John Favreau, I mean, yeah. dude. Old boy Jon Favreau is a fucking genius. He, he's under, under, <laughs> he's underrated as far as I'm concerned. Old boy gave us swingers. He
0: really is, he especially was, in the tech field.
1: Right, dude. Is. Well, like, I mean, think about, if you think about his directing and acting credits, I mean, he's done swingers. He wrote the first fucking Iron Man. He played Happy Hogan. He's done so many movies. Lion King. Li- I say, then you look at his visual effects. Look at Lion King. Look at yeah. Jungle Book. I mean, dude is so ahead of the game visually that it's, it's mind blowing. Like, it's crazy. So, yeah, dude. I think this is going to be great, but also, you can have all the tech in the world, but if you don't have a director who can visually direct it and see where it is, you're just right. going to have a bunch of shit on screen. So, yep. Matt Reeves is a great director. I'm confident with anything in his hands. And he knows his Batman. Right. He knows his Batman, and I don't think that Matt Reeves would take this and make this all digital. I think it's going to help with the background, with the oh, with no. the aspects, no, no, no. with a few things. Yeah, I'm excited for it man I like to see That this technology is going to keep getting used And I think that this too Will also help and kind of carry over Into a video game world and stuff like that So I say the more the better
0: Yeah I see Matt Reeves doing a very Nolan-esque Approach to his movies mm-hmm. which is a lot of Practical I mean even within the volume I mean, Remember that scene in the Dark Knight where the Big rig flips yep. over Practical it would have cost Nolan a lot less money and time just to do that with CG. Yeah. But he did it for real.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and, it, and it makes that. He flipped scene. the fucking big rig. Right. And he did the same thing in Inception with the train driving down the street. He's like, all right, man, put a train. Let's go. Or, or even the hallway. He built a fucking hallway and rotated. Yeah. And had the actors going through it. Like, I mean, that right there, that. Yeah. That is fucking movie making. That's the stuff that I love. Yeah, so I'm confident that he's gonna. That me too. Yeah, that he'll do good with this. I mean, Reeves is a good director. Um, He also knows that Batman. Batman is a movie, and Batman is a property that's always and always should be grounded in reality. It's been campy. It's had a few other things over, but Batman is usually somebody who the Batman character is grounded in reality.
0: Tell that to Clooney.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, so, like, we try to keep it, and I think that that's what we're going to see. I think that, uh, I'm excited, dude. I wish we get more. I'm hoping that, you know, DC doesn't step on their own foot with the Batman and then Ben Affleck and everything else. I mean, it's, it's...
0: Yeah, they're kind of playing with fire right yeah. now, but um, I, I yeah, yeah, so, I get yeah. it.
1: So, we'll see, man, we'll see. Um, so, fingers crossed, yeah. man, we're going to see a lot. Again, I'm worried about the oversaturation, but... This next topic, um, I think, kind of gets us more into the oversaturation, but this is one that I'm totally fucking okay with.
0: Yeah, let's move on then, though. Let's pivot over to Marvel. Um, So, a couple weeks ago, we got the news that... uh, I believe we talked about this in the last episode. We got the news that Jamie Foxx is returning as Electro Mm -hmm. in the third Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. And then it was like, well, we have Jamie Foxx back, we have J.K. Simmons back as Jonah Jameson. And there were rumors floating around everywhere that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire were coming back. But then Sony debunked that theory, which I still think is a bunch of bullshit. I think they're just trying to throw us off the trail. So now, according to We've Got This Covered, uh, which, you know, take that source as you will. Uh, According to the source, uh, Sony is apparently rumored to be giving Maguire and Andrew Garfield one more movie to basically... uh, because you know both movies didn't finish their story arcs they just kind of ended there was supposed to be a spider-man 4 and there was supposed to be an amazing spider-man 3 like a sinister six movie so yeah this article says sony is considering giving maguire and garfield the keys to their own web slinger movie and this is according to insider quote unquote insider daniel richtman what do you think uh bullshit or is there a little bit of a life behind
1: this I think they're doing what they did when they announced Pattison is they're dropping this out there they're going to say it's not true and they're going to gauge fan reaction off of this and then decide what to do going forward from there same thing like the music well, industry fan reaction has been insane yeah so that's why and they'll look at you know so they'll put this out here now and we'll talk about this for a couple weeks maybe a month or two it'll go away and then come January or February next year it'll get brought up again and they'll gauge yeah. the reactions again for me I I like Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. I thought he was fantastic. Spider-Man 2, I think, is one of the best Spider-Man movies ever. Doc Ock was fucking amazing. One of the best comic
0: book movies ever, period.
1: ever a- thank you yeah absolutely and Toby Maguire played his part right you had Kirsten Dunst you had Sam Raimi you had um, uh, 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 Albert Molina um, it was just great casting great 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 yep. I personally yep. did not like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans I felt like they didn't know who the fuck to make the movie to it was directed toward nine year olds it was trying to be towards adults Andrew Garfield I found did not play his part very well I could not take him seriously as a high school kid he looked like he was 25 it's just well, to he- me not-
0: the thing I didn't like about him is he was too cool to be Peter. Yes. Yeah. Even when he was supposed to be the nerdy Peter and flash was beating him up and stuff like that. He was still way too cool with the skateboard and the kind of aloof emo attitude and everything. That, yeah. That's not, that's a, okay. So here's, here's how I, here's how I can compare it. When I watch Toby as Peter in the first movie and he's being Peter and he does that stupid smile when, uh, MJ looks at him and yeah, uh, I cringe when I see that and that's how I'm supposed to feel when I see Peter being Peter yeah I'm supposed to be like ah come on dude yeah with Andrew Garfield he was just too cool to be Peter
1: you're he was and I also look at these movies as something that okay what where are we right now like can you I don't remember much of anything about the first Amazing Spider-Man movie with Andrew Garfield except just being like oh look there's Andrew Garfield and we've already seen this again and then I I remember the suit was cool I mean but yeah. like to me that That's what Spider-Man became Oh how's the suit They completely <laughs> ruined it With Jamie Foxx and Electro I just think it was um. What, what was the guy's The director Peter Webb was the guy Who did Spider-Man The Amazing Spider-Mans
0: Oh 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 uh, Someone Webb Yeah Yeah I forgot who Not Peter Webb Andrew Webb Andrew no. Webb That's who it was Was it Andrew Webb I think it was I, I know, know it, the last name I, I know the last name is right Webb. Right
1: Mark Webb Mark Webb
0: Mark Webb There you go There yeah. you go
1: but, so Mark Webb also did 500 Days of Summer, which I legit like with... Uh, yeah, that's a good um, movie, yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levin and D- Zoe Deschanel. That was a movie that made me like Zoe Deschanel. It's fantastic. Well, that and Elf. But, um... Dude, he just wasn't the right guy to do the Spider Man movies. And, and and if they told me, Hey, we're gonna give Andrew Garfield uh the keys to a kingdom for a Spider Man movie, I'm not gonna see it. I will have zero excitement in it. And that's just that's just me personally with Andrew Garfield. I just I don't right. like him as an actor. I don't think he's very good for that part. He can probably do other stuff, but to me, he's just a generic white boy. If he had been born five years before, he would have been in the Twilight movies. Like that's just kinda see, how See
0: I um I I, I like them for what they were, but if you were to say, hey, let's watch a Spider-Man movie, I would never say, okay, let's watch Amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2. That would never be my first choice. Um, I like Andrew Garfield simply because I first saw him in an episode of Doctor Who. And Mm. he played like a 1920s American kid with the worst um, New York accent. (laughs) So it got better, I
1: guess, over time.
0: I guess so, but You know, it was very clear this was in like early Andrew Garfield, but so, so I have yeah. kind of a soft spot in my heart for him. But yeah, I know the Amazing Spider-Man movies went kind of off track because they were like, "Oh, look, everyone likes a dark and realistic Batman with the Nolan movies. We should do that yeah. for Spidey." That's not Spidey, and yeah. So I'm excited well, I, in the sense that we'll be getting, if this is true, I'm excited in the sense that we'll be getting a live action. Spider-Verse. I mean, that's, I think yes. regardless of how you feel about the Garfield movies, it'll be cool to see multiple spider man on the screen.
1: Yeah, but then too, like, I mean, and again, I love Tobey Maguire. I thought he was great as Spider-Man, but yeah. is Tobey Maguire who I want to see in a spider suit right now, unless we're going to get Tobey Maguire as the funny Spider-Man from Into the Spider-Verse, the multiverse.
0: Yeah, Peter movie. B. Parker.
1: Yeah, Peter B. Parker. Yeah, fought some things, broke up. You know, you just see him with the gut, because no offense to Toby, but he's in his mid-40s now. Like he, There's just no way it's going to work. There's a reason why it just won't. He could get
0: exactly. back in shape, though. I mean, that's what actors do. I mean, he could, and I would love to see Robert him do Niro it. Robert De getting all fat to play, you know, to play, uh, what's Bowl. his name, from Raging Bull. Yeah, and you yeah, know, I, actors do that.
1: I mean, it could be done, and I would love to see it do because Tobey Maguire yeah. looked great. And and again, so uh, back to what we're talking about. So like for me, I can tell you the uh, Spider-Man, the first one. You've got Willem Dafoe. You've got James Franco. You've got uh, Molina. The second one is Doc. Oh, you've got fucking Sandman and Venom. And um, uh, and, and who else was in the third one? There was some. There was is that it Venom, Venom, uh, Sandman,
0: Sandman, and uh, and the New Goblin. Oh yeah, and the New Goblin. So like, yeah, but that, I remember that, that and that, then. Yeah.
1: I know who was the bad guy in the amazing Spider-Man. The first one,
0: the first one was the lizard. And the second one was right. Goblin, Rhino and um, Electro. OK, see, and, well, uh, and technically I, Norman Osborn. Yeah, see, I don't remember any of that shit.
1: I, re, I, I remember that they were introducing the lizard man and Sam Raimi Spider-Man because he was, you know, his teacher with the one arm. He was and there. They never, yeah. yeah. And they never went off of it. I, I don't know, man. Like that was supposed I, to
0: be uh, one of the villains in Spider-Man four before it got canceled. Yeah.
1: I think that Sam Raimi is a great director. I think if you're going to bring back Tobey Maguire, you need to bring back the whole set. Bring back Sam Raimi. He's the one who gave a Spider-Man. Spider-Man 3 was out of his hands. The studio put way too much into that. Sam yeah. Raimi's came out countless yeah. times saying, dude, they wanted this and they wanted that and they kept adding. There's nothing I could do. Bring him yep. back. Bring back Tobey Maguire. I mean, if you're going to do it, bring them all back into a Spider-Verse where they're all there together and then break them off on their small arcs. Don't try to be like, hey, look. We have this Spider-Man movie, now this Spider-Man TV show, and then this Spider-Man movie. I, I just, I can't, man. There has to be other properties that they can do, and that's just, again, this is this oversaturation that we're getting into. I but that's love why they're going
0: stories. back. They keep dipping into the Spider-Man well. It's because that's Marvel's. That's Marvel's Superman. Yeah. You know, they they don't currently have anything X-Men related, so nope. they can't dip into that one. They have their set, their established MCU, but the MCU yep. is kind of at a crossroads right now with movies getting delayed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So what do they have? They have to dip into their number one character, which is, you know, in its, it, which is in its own legal bullshit right now with Sony and everything like that. I mean, I, I know they have a deal going on and everything seems to be cool right now, but that deal expires at some point. Yeah. Well, so. I
1: mean, again, well, Marvel fucked up because they had a perfect platform with uh, uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Iron Cage and, and uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Like they yep. had all this stuff and they were good series. Those were the only I love the first season of Daredevil. That's the one thing I think Marvel did right. I wasn't a fan of the Punisher or whatever, but that's again, that's just me. So, I mean, if Marvel really wanted to do this, then why not have that opportunity to to do that. You know, I understand they got the Disney Plus, and, and they're pushing all this stuff forward, but you've already had these established properties. Why not bring back Daredevil that everybody fucking liked for one more season, as opposed to dipping your toe into, oh, we're going to bring Toby Maguire, who was this dope-ass Spider-Man They made in very well.
0: All those deals for the uh, Netflix shows, I believe, have expired. I, I just read a thing the other day about how Luke Cage's Netflix deal has expired, so he can now come back to Marvel. But right. well, I mean, my Col- my has said, I'm not, I'm not doing Luke Cage anymore, so...
1: Well, exactly. Exactly. And I thought they, they fucked up with Charlie Cox. It's just you have these established characters, and I just don't know what they're trying to do. And I understand where Sony's yeah. at with what they're doing. But if I have to sit down, and like, yo, do you want to see Tom Holland in the MCU? Or do you want to see Andrew Garfield as the Amazing Spider-Man? I'll see the Amazing Spider-Man 3 on Blu-ray when it comes out, man. I'm going to go see Tom Holland in theaters.
0: Yeah, for sure. For I sure. mean, that's
1: just... That's just, I mean, it's basically like... The the way I look at all three of these is you've got your Target version, you've got your Walmart version, you've got your Costco version. Which Spider-Man love are that. you going to watch?
0: <laughs> I love that. Yep.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's that's just how I look at it. And, and you know what, man? Everybody, It's okay to love a movie. It's okay to love a character. It's okay to like whatever, man. You like your Costco jeans. I am mad at them. I, I don't care. That's just where we are right now. And I feel like yep. it's too much, man. But I'm excited. I mean, I could be excited for it as soon as i hear more about toby mcguire or andrew garfield um yeah we'll have more but again andrew garfield not my cup of tea i could give a shit less about him
0: hey if they're going live action why not go completely all out and go bring fucking nicholas hammond back from the 1970s tv show why not Where exactly it was very clear he was walking around on a rope on like a sideways <laughs> oh building my gosh so good i mean that's With the that's disco a soundtrack shit. <laughs> oh I love it and, You know there was a point in my life where that was the only live action Spider-Man I had so I would go to like Blockbuster or the warehouse and rent The Amazing Spider-Man pilot episode Oh my god That's and amazing And watch this shitty show with a soundtrack that was like Wow 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 and <laughs> oh my I'm god. just like oh, oh my god <laughs> My dad got me
1: hooked on this show Shout out dad if you are ever listening to this um, the, <laughs> uh, the 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 greatest American hero yes yes i used to watch that when i was a kid first of all the theme song to that is like this world i didn't know that was a oh my god i can't think of the song but whatever the song is to that show is like believe it or not yeah believe it or not like i was like can't believe
0: that came out so quickly but yeah
1: dude right like that's good on your part um but that show is just over the top cheap campy shit tv and that's what we were used to like i mean that and then you look at the amazing spider-man which is funny man that you were saying that can't be Spider Man, and I was like, Ah, the Greatest American Hero.
0: <laughs> it's just yep. funny. Yep.
1: Well, I mean, uh, let's move on to yeah, yeah.
0: This huh? no, no. Let's listen, move on say- to some weird, weird, weird news. Now, mm. if you if you handed me a list of fifty properties across all of media, it could be Star Wars, it could be Marvel, it could be DC, it could be fucking Alien versus Predator, it could be whatever. If you handed me a list of fifty properties and said, "Hey, guess what's coming back." This wouldn't have even made the list. No, but apparently, but apparently, Disney Plus is doing a sequel series for Willow. With uh, what's his name coming back? Uh, Warwick Davis <coughs> Warwick coming Davis. back as Willow. Yeah. So, <coughs> I didn't ask for it. I don't think a lot of people were asking for it. So, what gives? What's going on, <laughs> dude? I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, excuse me. Okay. This is Bushy. gonna
1: be. This is gonna be a. Um... Just a Josh shitting on everybody podcast today. I think is where I'm getting at here. Okay, cool. so Willow is what it is. It's great. It's it's cool. Netflix yeah, it's fun. tried to it's do this. With fun the, movie, right? Netflix tried to do this with the Dark Crystal. The Dark Crystal was good when it Correct. was there. Don't try to bring it back. I I am I am I love again. I love Disney. I love movies. I love comic. I love I I will take as much as I can get. But again. Where the fuck is the originality? Like, where are we with this? I, I This is cool. Yeah, hey, we're going back to a property from 1988. Same fucking people who are trying to do a sequel to Labyrinth. Like, David Bowie's dead. Don't yeah. fucking touch it. Just leave it alone. And and Willow is a movie that you can it put never It never needed and a sequel. Right. It, you just don't. So what are you going to do? Are we going to watch some more adventures of Willow? Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I just don't. And for Ron Howard to be coming back and stuff, yeah, that's cool. But... Why you don't have anything else If he's even coming back, he's
0: currently not attached to it. I don't think. No,
1: no, no. He's he's looking forward to it.
0: Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. He's okay, eager I to must return. Have, I must yeah, have ran Ron Howard.
1: Out. Yeah, Ron Howard wants to come back. And and again, I understand. Especially now, people want something that's warm and comforting. It's soul food. It's something yeah, nostalgic. that nostalgic. Right, something that they get this feeling of warmth and everything's going to be okay. And I just think that Disney+, Plus, there's a ton of other properties that they could do that they could have better spinoffs to make it better. And and Willow, it's cool, but I mean, who is this going to be for? Again, like, I mean, you didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for it. I have, Willow has not popped up on my brain since I saw it, I don't know, when I was like six or seven. You know, so for me, it's like all right. You know, like I was excited for the dark crystal or when they brought back Fraggle rock or when they brought back the Muppets and guess what? They all sucked. There's a reason they don't do it. Sorry. So the
0: big question with this Willow series, the question that everybody wants to know, and the question that I know is on your mind and my mind is, is mad Mardigan coming back? Because Val (laughs) Kilmer is not mad Mardigan anymore. No, no offense to Val Kilmer, but I mean, yeah, just, I'm going to go off on a side here about Val Kilmer.
1: I absolutely love Val Kilmer. I I, I I think that he is underrated as a comedy actor because if you go back and you watch uh, – uh, uh, fuck, what's the first one? Hot Shots. If you go and you watch um, <laughs> him and um, a Real Genius. If you go and you watch Top Secret, Val Kilmer is this perfect – he was so perfect and he got this dope-ass – uh, edge when he did Top Gun, like that's where he became yeah. the Ice Man because he had that the fucking the flat top blonde hair and the gum chewing and the cocky attitude. The and then big he big ass on to teeth. The- yes, and then he did Tombstone, and then he did Heat as the yeah. fucking wild card, and then he did uh, the Saint. He is he is great. Um, oh, dude, sucks.
0: The Saint is low-key one of my favorite movies from that era. Oh,
1: dude, I to th- I haven't seen The Saint in probably five or six years, but I'll Same. never forget where he sees um, the girl and he goes outside and he breaks the bottle and cuts his forehead to look like he was jumped and he's laying there. And it's just like, dude, Val yep. Kilmer was so good and I'll Be Your Huckleberry to this day is yep. still one of the yep. – yeah and it's because of the way Val Kilmer delivered that line and it's just sad what happened to Val Kilmer uh, with the throat cancer and everything that he went through all yeah, the weight that yeah. he lost um, if you have not seen MacGruber you need to watch MacGruber because Val oh, Kilmer I've seen MacGruber. General <laughs> Kuntz is the oh my god he is so fucking great at MacGruber and Uh, it just mcgruber is like a comfort for me like i'm like i'm having a shit week let's watch mcgruber man let's watch ryan Phillippe (laughs) shove a celery stock up his ass and let's just let's go to town man come on man i'll suck your dick it's a great fucking movie um so i god damn it i lost my fucking train oh val kilmer so i don't know if he could come back for this val kilmer did come back for top gun 2 so um which i can't wait to see if that comes out
0: but um yeah there's that's gone kind of radio silent too
1: it has. Well, they brought back Tim Curry for when they did the Rocky Horror Picture Show Live, and Tim Curry, you know, is in I mean, a wheelchair, and true. he's had seizures and strokes, so he wasn't the same. So you could probably bring back Val Kilmer in some kind of voice role or something, yeah. maybe. Yeah. We'll have to see. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean that Willow wouldn't be the same, I think, without Val Kilmer.
0: Just like... Yeah. Um, just without like, Matt Hortigan uh, and what's-her-name. Um, <sighs> uh, who was the, 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 the chick that... Since- like I said, it's I been, Anyways, it's been, you know it's been
1: years, about. but, um, you yeah. know, that, I mean, that's what you should do. And that would be like, whatever that fucking, what's the other movie that's like this, that stars Tom Cruise legend Not, legend. Yeah. Like that'd be like having like a legend, but no Tom Cruise. Like why?
0: My God, that, that came out way too quickly. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen You're- legend since like second grade. Uh,
1: dude me either it's been years but I just remember I remember seeing Willow and Legend and thinking they were the same fucking movie because the covers were the (laughs) same I I mean I mean that's just how I look I'm like these are the same fucking movies
0: oh man Uh, to me so yeah yeah, there's your news Uh, Disney Plus is doing a Willow sequel series Uh, I guess we're getting it I'm sure I'll watch it. I'm sure my yeah. kids will watch it with me. Uh, it is what it is. I'm not super duper, you know, excited about it or anything. It's like you and I but, both said. It's Willow. It, yeah. it was what it was. It was a good movie, but yeah. certainly isn't on our radar. So, uh, I just, good on Disney.
1: I just don't think it's something that's for the times now I just don't think that you're gonna be able to get those of us who were into this mystical fairy tale this kind of stuff we've all grown up and we've gotten you know uh, fucking Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings and stuff and like my kids could give two shits about any of that stuff so it's gonna be hard to get them into this But not to talk too much shit, I do love Warwick Davis. I think he's a fantastic actor. He's a great director. Sure, sure, yeah. So dude, any work that he can do, whatever he touches with Braun Howard, I guarantee this is going to be good. It's going to get a lot of reviews. It's going to be fantastic. Just on my cup
0: of tea. Yep. Uh, Let's move on. Are you familiar with the Image comic Paper Girls? Not even a little bit. I fucking love Paper Girls, and I'm so happy that my Paper Girls number one is shooting up in value because of this announcement. Now You were just telling me about that, too. Here, here's what I want you to picture. Paper girls preceded Stranger Things by one year. Okay. Paper Girls uh debuted issue one in 2015. Stranger Things came out in 2016. I say this because a lot of people are gonna be like, when this show comes out, they're gonna be like, oh, this is just Amazon's ripoff of Stranger Things. That is incorrect. I'm putting it out there right now. Really? Paper Girls is a story. Paper girls is a story about four girls roughly the same age as the kids in Stranger Things, about mm-hmm. four best friends in the 80s. Who discovered this alien invasion of their town? Sound familiar? Now, there's not a whole thing like you know, Eleven and telekinesis and the upside down world or anything like that. It has nothing to do with that. But it is a show that is very, very similar in tone. Because when I first read uh, Paper Girls, or I mean, when I first saw Stranger Things, I thought the two had a very, very, very similar tone. You have the four kids, you know, they're like twelve years old or whatever, foul mouth, they're likable. Yeah. you know in the 80s they're riding around on their bikes with the boom boxes and stuff like that and then you have like this supernatural thing happening in their town so mm-hmm. Amazon is apparently doing a Paper girl series and they uh, posted on their Instagram uh, Brian K Vaughn posted it actually he's the author of the series uh, on his Instagram that they are opening up a casting call filming begins March 2021 so as someone gonna, who's not familiar
1: gonna, huh? are you going to put on a wig and
0: go uh, yeah I'm going to uh, I'm going to let me see here I am going to audition for the part of Aaron Tiang, a uh, 12-year-old Chinese-American female, because I can pull that off, and I also speak Mandarin. So
1: And, there you go. and for the record, you do look like a 12-year-old girl.
0: Yeah, for sure. So there's a for reason sure.
1: we do hang out.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. So that's you, what I'll be hang doing. Out kids, um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So March 2021, uh, we're probably not going to have as many episodes, because I'll be in uh, L.A., I assume. Auditioning, Guys, no, he's auditioning be filming for the role of Aaron
1: Tieng Live from set
0: There you go uh, live, uh, like, like a live video cast or whatever From set <laughs> So, But yeah, anyways that's, that's happening um, From what you've heard of it just from what I've Described is it something you think you'd be interested in Dude, this is something that I would love to see and I want to show my girls this Um, and
1: for me, I love Stranger Things, me and my wife love Stranger Things it's something that we both binge watched but it's hard for me to get my girls into Stranger Things when everything is revolving around boys
0: and it's it's just just, this would be the perfect sort of thing, yeah
1: Absolutely, And, and I am excited for it. Um, Amazon, when you were speaking, Amazon has a lot going on. And I'm, I'm kind really of excited do. to see what's going to happen because they had their whole, um, their Lord of the Rings series that's supposed to be coming out. Yep. That, you know, you yep. don't know anything about it's supposed to be the most expensive show ever filmed. We're going to have yeah. their um, they've done the tick series where they gave it two seasons. And I absolutely loved it. Um, John yeah, Clark Van Johnson, High Castle right the man in a high castle uh, the marvelous mrs Maisel um all these shows Hunters, amazon the
0: boys yeah,
1: do right and they're very exactly oh boy we can talk about that but they're very under under the radar with what they're doing so i think that they're going to be fine um i'm kind of excited for this this is something that dependent on the rating and when it comes out that i will watch with my kids because i think that it's easier to relate to this stuff for girls than it would be for them with stranger things um yep San and Wolf. my
0: my only disappointment with this is i know I know i'm willing to bet both my nuts on this right now i know oh. the moment the first trailer comes out for paper girls everyone's gonna be like oh they just ripped off stranger things oh 100 i know that's gonna 100%. happen percent so 100%, that's, that's, that's that already pisses do. me off and it hasn't happened yet
1: <laughs> it, it hasn't happened yet yeah, that's funny but it's gonna Dude, it's gonna happen. People have a problem with everything, and we'll we'll get to this yep. um, when we talk about um, Ghostbusters. But I mean, the best thing I can give you is just my kids love, 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 love the Ghostbusters with the girls. They absolutely mm-hmm. do.
0: They can. So is my son? Kids. That's his favorite version. Yeah. They, they've He's seen all the Ghostbusters, and that yep. one's his favorite.
1: We just did Ghostbusters one over at the at their friend's house a couple nights ago, and the kids liked it, but they liked the one with the girls better. And my yep. kids can say, "Oh, I'm that girl," or "Or I'm this one," or "That one," and it's really cool to be able to see my kids be able to do that. And um,
0: that's funny because my son goes, "Oh, I'm Rowan." Dude, that's awesome. (laughs) But like,
1: I mean, Kevin Smith said it best. People shit on this kind of stuff. Oh, you know, they're ripping this off or they're putting girls instead of boys and blah, blah, blah. But it really does make a difference when when, you know, your children can relate to that. So for me, this is something I'm all about because this is something I feel my daughters can relate to. Yeah, I can watch with them. And it's cool being a girl dad. So, dude. I'm stoked knowing nothing about it. But from you have told me, I want to see it. I I do. I I want to know what they're going to do. And, dude, I'm just this is cool. This is something that I didn't know I wanted or needed.
0: I need to find a digital copy of the paper girls, at least the first story arc, like the first 10 issues, um, because I have them in book form. But yeah. uh, I need to find a digital version so I can send it over to you and you can read it. It's tremendous. I mean, dude, if you fought the boys on uh, Stranger Things or Foul Mouth, I mean, you, it, just wait till you see these girls and one of them fucking smokes.
1: That's amazing. <laughs>
0: so that, that's yeah,
1: absolutely I, I'm, amazing. Very I'm very oh, that's
0: excited. That's so cool.
1: I mean, I can't wait to see it, dude. I, I love this kind of stuff. And I feel like <laughs> just like we were talking about the other day with um, uh, the Invincible Man,
0: right? Uh, invincible, just Invincible. Invincible, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Amazon... A lot I feel, of Image Comics now coming into uh, their own TV shows. Absolutely, and
1: Amazon is the place where you can do that stuff. That's where you can yeah. do it at. Uh, Netflix is where you can do it at, and you see that because you're able to do these story arcs and you don't have your hands tied by the... You know, by the fucking FCC and all that kind of bullshit. So you can have an invisible man be exploded from inside of his asshole while he's inside of a cage on Amazon, but you're not gonna have that on Fox.
0: <laughs> oh man! Oh, you gotta you gotta finish binging. Uh... Uh, the boys, because the second season's over, you can binge it all now. I, got, have, I have, I have, we two episodes,
1: two episodes left for the first season, then I got the second season coming up.
0: All right, because the first season, you have those moments where you're like, oh my god, like when um, yeah. his girlfriend explodes in the pilot. Oh my god, because so you just like ran that? through him. I was like,
1: holy shit, <laughs>
0: dude. The moments that are like that in the second season make that look tame.
1: Well, did you, um, did you ever see Jean Claude Van Johnson?
0: not yet i put it but, on my list uh but not yet no but you saw the clip, I, I watched right? the clip you sent me dude how fucking hilarious <laughs> is that dude yeah
1: and that and that right I there guess, that's yeah that's just the first couple minutes of it dude so uh, again amazon i have the utmost faith in amazon i hate yeah. jeff bezos because that motherfucker made all this money while the rest of us are struggling during a pandemic but hey he's living the american dream dude he started from selling books in a fucking dorm room in college and now he's the world's richest man
0: I still remember when they when I was first able to order a CD off of Amazon. I was like yeah. a freshman in college. It blew my mind.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and this is the only time we're gonna do any of this stuff on this podcast where I get political for anything. But it's just funny that mm-hmm. somebody lives the American dream and starts off with absolutely nothing, and now everybody hates him because they're the biggest, richest person in the world. That's the American That's dream. That's just how you're it works. To, yeah, you're supposed to start with nothing and get something. And it's just funny that now where we are is that oh, it's okay to have a dream and start, but once you get too big, you're a fucking traitor and a loser, and we don't like you anymore. So I just yeah. I just find that to be I find that to be funny. I just think that huh. The owners of Walmart yeah, have trillions of dollars. always hate those that have what we pay.
0: don't have. I mean.
1: Right. It's just, yeah. it, it's just funny. Yeah, the man had the money. He knew what he had to do, when he started and did it. And everybody wants to hate on Jeff Bezos, but dude, I can have anything shipped to my house in two days for $4 less than I can get it at Target. Sorry, Target. Yep. I'm going to Amazon. I Don't give a fuck how <laughs> much money Bezos has.
0: That's because, and here I, I'm going to get a little political now, that's because we all have our own versions of what other people should be doing with their wealth.
2: It's as yeah. simple as that.
0: You see someone yeah. who's wealthy and we don't know what they do with their wealth, but we know they're living comfortably, and yeah. we all sit back in our little armchairs and we judge and we go, Well, I don't see him starting any charities. Yep. Yep. You know, and we then, do shit like that.
1: And and <coughs> who gives yeah, oh he's the he's been divorced and he's still the world's richest person. Good for him. He probably worked his ass off in college selling books. Yeah, this is what (laughs) happens. There's a reason he went from selling books out of a dorm room to financing the most expensive television show ever made. Yeah. The American dream, bitches. That's why. And it's just, it's just, that was just my thing about Jeff Bezos. And if it wasn't for him and Amazon, I wouldn't be getting my Xbox and my PlayStation. So y'all can eat a dick.
0: If it weren't for that, I wouldn't be sitting here today going, oh, shit, my Brita water filter is uh, up on its three months. I better get some more. And here it came today.
1: And we're just going to go off just a little sidetrack. If it wasn't for that, we would not have Borat 2, which we had last night. And uh, since it's fresh, I want to get your opinion on what you thought about it. We've texted a little bit, and it's not on our notes, but I want to just drop a little bit of of
0: instant reaction to Borat 2. before our next thing, so so here's my thing about Borat too. Going into it, having not seen any, any trailers or anything, I already knew it was gonna lose some of its magic because now everyone knows who Borat is, and oh, yeah. they addressed it in the movie. There, he's like, "Oh, I gotta wear a disguise now and stuff like that." But the entire concept of the first Borat just it doesn't translate into a sequel because we've seen it. It's not yep. a fresh concept anymore. With that being said, how fucking timely was that movie?
1: Dude, it was it was way more political than I expected it to be, unlike the first one. But you're yeah. right. It was extremely timely. And I was worried about, oh, my God, are we going to see the exact same thing we saw before? And we didn't. It was so different and exact, so timely. There was stuff that was in there that was relevant from months ago. Like, I mean, it was everything from COVID to Black Lives Matter. Yeah, there it? It was, was a
0: Pence. There was a Pence rally that was from like February.
1: Yeah, 2020, when we only had 15 yeah. cases of corona and we're going to be down to zero. It's like, yeah, and
0: dude, it, and was, you can so, it was creepy as fuck watching that scene. Oh watching my God. Like, and stand up there and go, we only have 15 confirmed cases. Don't be tripping. We'll be yeah. fine. And here we are today with the most cases ever yesterday.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, though, we both know that if we weren't testing people, we wouldn't have cases and this wouldn't exist. And come November 4th after <laughs> the election, COVID's going to disappear.
0: Yep, just disappear in the thin yeah. air.
1: And if you guys can pick up on my sarcasm, this clearly isn't the podcast for you.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: slash S. Yeah, but dude, no. Um, yeah, that's um, yeah, it's
0: interesting. That animation, though, we were just talking about the 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 yeah. um, <laughs> uh, dude, the Trump Melania Disney animation. Oh, oh, oh my, my god! god I need a full movie of that.
1: So do I. The the <coughs> fertility dance that they did at the debutante oh, ball, man. dude. Oh, my God. The part where he was like, oh, how much is my daughter? And the guy's like, five hundred dollars. And he turns and that dude's daughter was like, you're fucking disgusting. I was like, oh, my yep. God.
0: Yep. Oh, my God. Um, oh, oh, the, speaking of speaking of that scene, it tripped me out that they're still having debutante balls in this house. Yes. Oh, it, and it was what so the fuck cre- is that?
1: It was so creepy and uncomfortable. And 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 oh, dude, it was very cringeworthy. Um, everybody knows about the Giuliani scene that was in there. I'm going to yeah, say it, that that it was yeah. it was not as bad as I as it had been hyped up to be. It was uncomfortable and clearly in my mind, if if, you know, Borat wouldn't have busted in and done what happened. Giuliani looked like he was trying to to, you know, kind of get into a situation with this girl. Like there was no reason. Dude,
0: I mean. Yeah, I, don't, don't you go for news interviews and then move it on to the bedroom? Isn't that right. just something people do?
1: Right, or like he couldn't <laughs> have taken his own microphone out like while she was going through and pulling out the microphone. But the part yeah. that... The whole thing that really just... That really scares me about this whole movie, and I think this is something that people are not going to like look too much into, but how easy it is for nobody, just a random fucking person, to get intimate access to our most quote unquote highest level security people in this country like she literally yeah. a week before had this dark hair and was like doing this whole Borat movie and within a week within f- uh, seven days she had managed to be one on one with Rudy Giuliano by herself in a hotel room yeah like I mean that's what scares me and then uh, Borat had released a couple other images too of her like um going into the White House and no masks no temperature checks and that's the stuff that really creeped me out about that is how easy borat had access to to do that
0: yeah it's fucking it was, fucking, it was man, creepy that movie had one of the biggest twists i've ever seen since the Sixth Sense.
1: it did man i I, dude, I you said it best the overarching story of it isn't the best but the way they've done it and ended it and everything dude it was it's classic dude it's so fucking good yeah
0: uh, it, it was the, when they when they did the twist, I was laughing. Right. It was like a really uncomfortable, sad laughter.
1: It, it was dude, because you go back and you start watching it and you're like, oh, my God. So there's a part that yeah. they didn't have in this movie. Um, um, uh, But I'll tell you two things. So remember when he was doing with the Holocaust women?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So so the lady that hugged him, she told this Holocaust survival story and. And Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, the report is he broke character and told these two people who he was before he filmed the scene Uh, because these were two elderly Jewish women and he did not want to offend them because he's Jewish himself. Well, I was going to say, isn't he Jewish? Yes. So the lady Judith that he was talking to told him this Holocaust story and it moved him so much that he did not put it in the movie and he took her story and made a whole nother movie based off of her story that he's going to release for that he's going to release for free. And it's her Holocaust survival story. And um, he dedicated Borat two to her and to her family because her 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 story (coughs) just touched him in a way where he's like, this is what this is about. Like. You know, you don't understand, but when you people say George Soros in the media, this is anti-Jewish stuff. And he was saying that and just the way it affected this woman. And like when knowing that story before I saw the movie when he was talking with her and when he gave her a hug and she like, you know, gave him a hug. And that real emotion that was there between the two of them, man, was it was it was moving. Like I did not expect to be touched like that during a Borat movie, which is really <laughs> right, weird. right. But um, dude, that stuff is crazy. And then the part where he was singing his song, apparently, he did it. He was at a cage fight filming for this movie. In a in yeah, some I thought I heard about somewhere. that. I
0: was expecting to see that.
1: So I guess it's going to be somewhere else that he's going to release it out, but he was in there singing a song, and these people attacked him, and he had to run out, and he said he was wearing a bulletproof vest, and everybody had AR-15s, and they opened this car door and were trying to rip him out of the car, and he had to start kicking them and drive off because of how aggressive and angry these people got. And, um, dude, he is a master. He's (laughs) Exactly, dude. But, dude, whoever the girl was that played his daughter was fantastic. She was absolutely amazing.
0: I've never heard of her prior to this, but she did a tremendous job.
1: She she did, and I think that Sasha Baron Cohen found the right person to carry on the Borat name. If if they're gonna do yeah. more, like she was, she had no fear. She went in one hundred percent and just did her part perfectly. Man, it was so good. Yeah. Yep. And you're right, dude. Him and the, him and that Trump mask with that woman. Oh, that was so uncomfortable,
0: dude. Dude, and that Trump and mask. He Trump mask was creepy too. I mean, it, yeah, it, but, it Wow. <laughs> he,
1: he broke character there, too. Did you hear him in the movie when he broke character? Uh, No. When? So when he was holding uh, the woman, when he was holding her and dressed as Trump, you can hear him. He turns to this lady and he's in his normal English accent. And he's like, ma'am, stop punching me. Please stop physically hitting me, ma'am. Stop punching me. Oh, but no, I, I in, must have missed that. Yeah, it's just right and you if you're not listening close, you don't hear it because he doesn't have his Borat voice. He's in an English accent. He's in his normal Uh, Sasha Barra Cohen voice, and it just stood out to me, and I was like, holy shit, he's these people are fucking
0: bananas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dude,
1: anyways, watch Borat 2. It's another perfect. It's on Prime. uh, If
0: you have Prime, it's free. I mean. Other than the cost of Prime.
1: Political views aside, Jeff Bezos released this movie on Amazon when they did for a reason. And yep. let's just say... Oh, show. Yeah, so watch the movie. It's good, man. I'm glad we both got to watch it and enjoy it, man. It was yep. what we needed. So, awesome. Sorry, didn't mean the sidetrack there, but yeah. No, no, no. We,
0: we were going to talk about it anyway, so might as well, right? Good, good. So, uh, let's move on. Uh, we were just talking last episode about how Ghostbusters Afterlife was radio silent. It was supposed to come and out this summer. I me Me too. And my son is really sad, too, because he's a huge Ghostbusters mark, but... Yeah. Uh, we just received word that Ghostbusters Afterlife got delayed to summer 2021. There you go. I was super looking forward to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am I'm OK with this and I will tell you why. Number Me one, go, Ghostbusters Afterlife <laughs> and what I've seen from this trailer and what this movie means What's to Rape men and to Ackroyd and to all of them. It needs to be seen in theaters. Yeah, it just does. I'm excited for this. I'm heart. I'm heartbroken that this is happening. This isn't a movie um, that that I think that that wouldn't get the respect it deserves on streaming. Bill and Ted Three, perfect for streaming. Uh, Trolls World Tour. Perfect for streaming. This movie, though, is the kind of movie where you want to take your kids and you want to go sit in, an, in a theater surrounded by a bunch of other people. And you want to have the are <gasps> the oh, are they're laughing at the inside jokes yep. of the forest bowls and mongooses? or, you know, back off, man. I'm a scientist like all that stuff. <laughs> you want to you want to be able to laugh with your kids. So I'm cool with this. Um, I don't think that that's actually going to happen though. <laughs> in reality, I think that this will be streaming come March of next year because I don't think we'll be back in theaters, but I- I'm excited.
0: Theaters are apparently I'm, already I'm, I'm opening sorry, up June, in our county, June.
1: So, no, they are, dude. I'm all for it again. I, I-, I am of the mind that if you are in a situation, I'm not going to redo- go, but yeah. Right. All right. I'm not going to go, but nobody else should have to not be able to go because I'm not going to go. So if people are going to do it and we're going to rebuild this economy and we're going to have movies back and we're going to get this stuff, we're going to have to. I can't do it. I wish that I could. You can't do it. We're not going to. But, dude, put it out there. Let's just see what happens because we're going to have to – we need to get back to some kind of normalcy. Yep. I want to see this movie I want to take my kids to see this movie sake, I would love sake. I want Paul Rudd I mean Finn Wolfhard you know all of us take bring you and whoever the that little girl
0: is that looks just fucking like Egon oh dude
1: it's fantastic she does look like Spangler it's fantastic yeah and, and and also too this is this is the Ghostbusters that people have been waiting for not a reboot not a recast not a rehash it is it is a true to life yeah, sequel to Ghostbusters right that's launching a new brand of ghostbusters and dude again everybody out there tell your friends me and tony have predicted almost everything correctly on this podcast from day one and we have we have texted each other it's been very scary but you can go back and listen we're pretty good at this shit yep we're professionals (laughs) that made me laugh
0: so let's move on um Um, we got Uh, we Again, we were talking about this just two or three episodes ago The Uncharted yes. movie It was kind of in limbo for a while And then Tom Holland got attached to it with Mark Wahlberg And, you know, kind of radio yes. silent for a little bit And then all of a sudden we get our first look at Tom Holland as Nathan Drake Now, I okay I think he looks great Yes I really, 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 really don't want to see a young Nathan Drake, though I just don't mm. I want to no. see the Nathan Drake that we have on screen or uh, on, for, you know, from the games. I, I want to see the the grown up Nathan Drake. I don't want to see, I don't want to see Uncharted Year One. Now, I understand why they're doing it because the four Uncharted games and I guess Lost Legacy if you want to count that, they're so cinematic they may as well be long movies in their own right. So, you know, I I know movie studios don't like to just rehash the plots of whatever they're, uh, you know, they're basing their stories off of. So, okay, fine. I get it. You're going to do an Uncharted year one, which is basically what this is. Um, With that being said, I think Tom Holland looks really good as Nathan as a really young Nathan Drake. I you can never fucking convince me, though, that Mark Wahlberg will be a passable Sully. Yeah, dude, I I, I just don't buy um,
1: it. No, no. The, the casting of Mark Wahlberg personally, I think, is stupid. I can't stand Mark Wahlberg. I liked Mark Wahlberg back in the day. But, um... Dude, fuck him, dude. I I, I don't understand how we're still casting Mark Wahlberg and standing behind it after he kidnapped and beat people. Um, you know, again, we're just giving shitty people opportunities. Yeah. Aside from that... name for some, instance. Oh, God. You know, na- na- again, just me. Give me a movie that's not... Mark Wahlberg all jacked up on testosterone shooting a bunch of people. That's actually a good movie, that Mark Wahlberg yeah. zone, where you're like, man, that's a good Mark Wahlberg movie.
0: Pain and yeah, Gain? Invincible, maybe? Pain I mean... Pain and Gain was fantastic. That was Michael Bay's easily his best movie. I really liked movie. It was, movie. but yeah. it was the chemistry with him and The Rock, and it was yes. able to see that rock and in that. And, and, but,
1: right. And, and, and that right there is just a meathead Mark Wahlberg kind of movie. I don't think Mark Wahlberg is a good actor. I don't. Sorry. I mean... He has his moments. He has a few good roles, but I've never like, oh, man, Mark Wahlberg's in this movie. I got to go see this. Also, knowing that Entourage is based off of Mark Wahlberg's life just makes Mark Wahlberg even more of a douche to me.
0: I didn't even know that, but that's funny. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I, I buy Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake more than I buy him as Sully. Yeah, like, I mean, it seems like they
1: fucking dropped the ball with getting Nathan Fillion and fucking Bruce Campbell in here is what I think personally.
0: You still think or that we, fucking Robert De Niro as Sully. Oh, man, that would be good. But Robert De Niro that would, would not would not touch this movie with a 10 foot pole. I don't no. think. No,
1: we'll see. Now, here's here's what here's what I was trying to talk about earlier. I was like, I'm going to save this for the podcast. Now, Tom it, Holland as Drake. I get that. That's cool. My problem is, are we going to see Tom Holland as Peter Parker cosplaying as Nathan Drake? Or are we going to see Tom Holland as Nathan Drake? And right, the problem is, we're used we're, to him as Peter. Right, and, and it's not just because we're used to seeing him as Peter, but that's just, that seems like that's him. Like, yeah. same with same with uh, Chris Evans. I loved him in Knives Out, but as far as I'm concerned, he's just a cocky Captain America sitting there. Great <laughs> fucking actor, but when I saw Chris Evans in Snowpiercer, he was not Captain America. Yeah. So... I'm just curious what we're gonna get with Tom Holland because Tom Holland's biggest starring roles have been Spider-Man. This is out of his comfort zone. He also has to try to act alongside cardboard cutout Boston asshole Mark Wahlberg, who doesn't really draw the best out of his talent. Yeah, and then I'm worried that. then my question is,
0: what about the rest of the supporting cast? Uh, Is there gonna be Elena? Right. Is there gonna be is there gonna be a, uh, what's her name? The dark the dark haired uh yeah. lady uh, from the second game. Uh, um
1: dude, the British chick. In second and third game. Yeah, I was, I'm going back and playing Drake's Deception right now and I can't yeah. remember what a fucker name. So is. uh
0: anyway, uh, Chloe. Chloe, that was her name. Yeah. But, but is there are gonna they be gonna Chloe? Do this? I mean are we gonna have any of these characters that really? we've loved throughout four games?
1: And then, are we gonna see the exact same fucking thing that we've seen with National Treasure, National Treasure Two, yes. the Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider: Cradle of Life, Alicia Vikander yep. as the Tomb Raider? You know, <laughs> or Prince of Persia: hands of Time? It's all the same shit. Now, while oh, I'm excited, speaking of
0: speaking of the Alicia Vikander uh, Tomb Raider, that was surprisingly yes. good and surprisingly true to the first game.
1: See, never saw it just because it never piqued my interest. And to me, I'm just like if you enjoyed
0: the first Tomb Raider game and the plot of it, you should watch it because it is very. they stayed shockingly true to the game.
1: So, I mean, Tomb Raider on PlayStation One or Tomb Tomb Raider the 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 re release? The reboot. The reboot. Okay. See, I like that. It's
0: definitely it's leaps and bounds better than any of the Angelina Jolie ones. It's uh it's it was actually a decent Tomb Raider movie. I enjoyed it.
1: Well, see, for me, it's like if I want to see that, I'll just go play the game because that's why I'm replaying them now. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like we were just doing it when uh, we were talking today with the performance mode and everything else on Tomb Raider, just how well yeah. it looks. So it's like so it's hard for me to get excited as much as I want to about this for for a movie based off a video game. That's a playable movie anyways. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's fair. I mean like I'm going to like it but I know these stories already and then I'm worried that they're going to put out a movie and try to rush it out because hey we have Tom Holland who's Spider-Man so you're going to bring all the Spider-Man fans and we've got Mark Wahlberg and nobody else and instead of they're going to give us this shit movie when they could have put that into an Uncharted 5 video game that I would have much rather spent hours into playing and you would have saved yourself all the money in a flop but
0: which I'm sure is coming
1: right and I'm hoping so and, and I'm not against it but it's hard for me to get excited about it because when yeah. you get these actors like this Robert Pattinson to me is still going to be from Twilight even though he's done other stuff that's just how I'm going to know him and Tom Holland <laughs> is going to be Spider-Man not yeah. Nathan Drake so that's where it's hard for me I would much rather yeah. have an unknown actor or, or a younger up and coming who hasn't had these big Spider-Man roles um, to do this but yeah. again I don't know. I mean, Tom Holland's a cool actor. Um, it, uh, it should be good, but I mean, again, is this going to be Spider-Man in khakis and a long sleeve shirt, or is this going to be an actual Uncharted Nathan Drake movie?
0: We'll have to find out. We'll have to find out. Uh, let's move on um, to a little bit of gaming and tech news. Um, Apple TV Plus will be coming as an app to PS5, and I believe it was also confirmed for Xbox. I just don't have the source to confirm that it was for Xbox but it would seem silly not to so yeah I never thought I would live to see the day where Apple will release their apps on other other platforms that that, that's just not them you'll never see iMessage on Android you know nope yeah so but it kind of sort of though makes sense because I can download iTunes on my you know on my PC so they've clearly done stuff like that you know yeah. Apple TV Plus is coming to PS5 The reason why I'm excited about this is because I bought the Spider-Man trilogy, the Sam Raimi one On iTunes in 4K Now That sale was just through iTunes So I don't get it on my Android TV I can't watch those movies on my Nvidia Shield Now what's great about this Is if I can just have an Apple TV Plus app On my fucking Series X Then I can watch those Spider-Man movies in 4K On my Mm -hmm. big TV um, dude, You you literally
1: took everything that I was going to say out of my mouth. Like, I mean, oh. in all reality, uh, th- that's the exact same problem that I have. I was just talking about this last night with my neighbor. You can have movies anywhere, which is great, but it doesn't help me with all of my Apple movies in my library. And then I have right. an iPhone, but you can't Chromecast your Apple movies anywhere. And Movies Anywhere won't do the proprietary Apple movies like the 4K, Spider-Mans, and all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you're stuck in this fucking shit situation, um, which sucks. So I'm glad that Apple's doing this because I have a Roku TV like that I use for you know, bedroom TV watching stuff on, and yeah. Apple TV Plus is on there. And that right there for me is, is the game changer because I can watch all of my movies and all of my TV shows are right in there and everything is in there. So um, this, I think, is going to be cool for Apple fans because this is something that oh man I I gotta get an Apple TV no no you you can get a PS5 at least we know now and have your 4K HDMI Blu-ray player and have Apple
0: TV and I have an Apple TV I just don't have an Apple TV 4K so it's in my bedroom on my 1080p Mm -hmm. TV which is fine yeah I just you know uh, I'm not going to be able to watch the Spider-Man trilogy on my big TV which Mm -hmm. is 4K unless I have some way to you know get my Apple library on there and now I will
1: and, and dude, Apple, I think we're gonna see this, like, A- Apple makes good hardware, I have the Apple TV 4K but I got it I got it on sale, and it's great fucking hardware, and it works and Apple just works, and um, I've told you this before, I've been an Android guy my entire life, this is only, I Same. got the iPhone 12, I just got the iPhone 12 and we were just talking about this, this is my second ever iPhone that I've ever had but iPhone, once they get you in you're sucked into Apple, that, that's just it, I got the watch now, I've got the Apple TV, I've got all that kind of stuff, and it's just the because they're so good all at
0: building an ecosystem. I mean, you can yes. shit on Apple all you want for making everything proprietary, and I still don't like that. But they build the, – the way they build an ecosystem, you can't beat it because you're – I'm just like you. I was Android, 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 Android up until the iPhone mm-hmm. 10, when I finally said, fuck this, I'm getting the iPhone. And now mm-hmm. I can have iMessage on my phone, on my tablet, or on my iMac. I can fucking yeah. text anybody from those. I mean, I remember being on Android and I wanted to be able to text through my PC. I had to download an app and root my Android just to yep. be able to do that.
1: Yep. And so, I, I, I loved it. I loved having free movies. So I was like, oh, I'm yeah. never going to get an Apple. They they don't let you do these apps. So I would download all these side apps to do this. And then yeah. my phone would run like shit anyways. And I'm like, what the fuck is the point?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Dude,
1: so. so I think this is cool. This this could be a big game changer because also there's a lot of people who don't watch Apple TV Plus. Uh, Mythic Quest is a great fucking show um, with uh, uh, Mac uh, with Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's have you ever yeah. watched it?
0: No, I actually don't subscribe to TV Plus, so I don't get any of their uh, oh. their original show I, uh, I, I'm excited. I only to got it from my library.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Well, I got the Apple Plus stuff for free when I bought my iPhone, so you get like, the year for free. But, like, the Mythic Quest show was great, but nobody's going to fucking watch that because no one wants to spend $150 on a streaming device. So you're going to go out and yeah. get a Chromecast for 70 bucks. So I think this yeah. right here is going to bridge that gap for Apple so they'll actually do more with their Apple stuff. And that's huge, like you said, to be able to have this app they're going to put out on a PlayStation. I mean, it's cool. It works on my Roku. Um, I haven't had a single issue with it. So this is dope, dude.
0: Uh, I like Good. it. Good. I'm glad to hear that. So, I, yeah, like I said, I'm looking forward to it because I'm looking forward to having my full library available on my yeah. TV. So uh, Let's move on to Xbox Remote Play. It finally got released for iOS devices. Um, it was available on Android for a while, but we finally get to have it because we have iPads and iPhones, and we were able yep. to test it out. Uh, what do you think? Now, before we continue, this is not xCloud xCloud Cloud will be games streaming from Microsoft servers. This mm-hmm. is simply remote playing from your uh your existing Xbox. So this is a totally different thing. But how uh what were your thoughts screwing around with it? I like dude.
1: I liked it, man. It's cool. Um, again, I'm only using it in my house so everything's still connected yeah. to the same Wi-Fi and everything, but I was able to play Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 on my iPad with my Elite 2 controller with no lag, no button issues, nothing. It was just it was it was seamless. It, it yeah, worked. It was surprising it
0: works. how little lag there was for the controller. I mean, the Tony Hawk, Absolutely. that's exactly the game I tested to Tony Hawk. And um, you know, that's the type of game you can't have any lag because everything, you know, all the button combos and everything, they need to happen right there. And I was pleasantly shocked at how well it translated over. I was using a DualShock 4. Oh, how about see, that? That's fa- using a DualShock really? 4 on an iPad playing my Xbox.
1: That's pretty fucking badass,
0: dude. Dude, I mean, I I think it's a cool thing. I like that
1: Xbox is doing this. Like you said, it's not the X Cloud, so it's nothing different. You'll just be able to play stuff off of your uh, Xbox at home. For me, I travel for work, and I'm going to have to start traveling again regardless of, you know, whatever. So, you know, 99% of my time, I'm going to be sitting in a hotel room in a mask just kind of staying away from everybody. So now when I'm on the road, as long as I have, uh, was it like... 12, 25, What was a megabyte? Whatever the megabytes required, I'll have it wherever I'm at in my hotels or whatever, say so I can. Five. Yeah, and I can still play my Xbox when I'm on the road.
0: Yeah, it's great. So it, it, I liked me, it's it. Cool. Um, I haven't really run into any glitches or anything like that. I mean, but then again, I'm I'm dealing with a you know when it works, when Comcast lets it work, I'm cool. dealing with a pretty pretty good speed over here. So um, we'll have to see. Like once whenever we start working back in the office or something, we'll have to try it out there. On the shitty well,
1: I'll that let you have I will let you know next week because I have to travel next week for the first time and I'm terrified of it and I'll be on the road with my iPad and I will be using it when I'm out. So I'll let you know
0: how it works. Well, there you go. Where are you traveling to? I got to go to Washington. Oh, that's right. That's right. You told me about that. Yeah. yeah,
1: which it's always great to fly into Seattle on the 29th and 30th four days before the election. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to it.
0: Fun times. Will you it's be back right, for man. Halloween? Nope. With your family? Yeah, I, I'm
1: just going out there Thursday, and I come back Friday. I think I land at, like, 9 o'clock Friday night, so I'll be here oh, Saturday. Okay. Okay. So, it's just it's a quick one-day trip. Nothing to worry about. It'll be fine. I just have to get in my own head about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, NBA 2K21. Now, this game, and we're talking about the next-gen version,
2: it's already
0: $10 more. It's a $70 game, and I have nothing against developers wanting to charge $10 more. I get it. it uh, games are very, very expensive to develop. They should have been $70 a long time ago, in my opinion. They don't but make NBA 2K21, the huh?
1: They don't make next to nothing off the games.
0: Yeah, exactly. But um, NBA 2K21 is already a $70 game, and they have unskippable advertisements when you're loading into a game. And people were flipping their shit about that. And, you know, I, I kind of understand. No one wants to have unskippable ads when you're playing. A game that's already more expensive but yeah. 2k did eventually come out and say you know let me read the uh, let me read the tweet that 2k put out they uh tweeted as many are aware in recent years ads have been integrated into into 2k tv segments yesterday's 2k tv ad placement impacted our players experience in a way we didn't intend as these ads are not meant to run as part of the pre-game introduction this will be fixed in future uh future updates thank you for your continued feedback so uh, looks like they're going back on that there it appears they're you know probably via a patch gonna be taking out those unskippable ads but come on they knew what they were doing yeah, dude they, they, do. they were they, testing they the waters
1: uh, absolutely a hundred percent you know that they're gonna do this
0: yeah so
1: so um dude I'm uh, I don't know man I think that I think that they're' they are worse <laughs> ea already got in trouble with this with their loot boxes and everything else and you're seeing yeah. the fact that once somebody spends money on a game that the biggest problem i have is having to spend more if i'm spending 70 bucks on nba 2k1 i shouldn't have to sit through ads if i'm spending nine dollars a month to stream hulu i shouldn't have a fucking commercial every six minutes like it yeah. just doesn't make any fucking sense but i'm glad that fans are speaking out letting, you know like we don't like this so they can try to oh we're gonna try to figure this out to me, it's yeah. bullshit. They're they're trying to get more money out of people, and I, and I don't I don't like it. And also, I don't like the fact that they're going to charge ten dollars more for a next gen game. I, I just don't. I think I think that's kind of another way to rip off money. So you either need to raise the price all the way across the board, and don't make it as a next gen game. Because if you're going to do that, then you need to start selling all the previous gen games for ten dollars less. I mean, that's just well, how thing, I look the thing at about the this.
0: Is I don't like that they're doing it with an annual sports game. Mm-mm. If you're going to charge $70 for Uncharted 5, fine. You know, I right. get that. But if you're going to charge something for a game that is essentially a glorified roster update, like a Madden or a, or yep. 2K, that kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Of all the games that are launch day games for this next gen that's coming out in a couple of weeks, of all the games to charge $70 for, I feel like 2K should have been, like, the last one.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, Cyberpunk should have been $70. Bucks because yeah, you get Assassin's the free Creed upgrade. Valhalla,
0: any of those games.
1: Right. But I think this is just a way for 2K1 to try to get more money out of people for 2K. Of course. Um, Which it seems like they've been trying to do. I mean, 2K, they fucked up the WWE games like terribly. Like, to the point they had to fucking cancel them. Like, how do you fuck that up? Like, they're just... I don't think they know what they're doing. I think they're still trying to figure it out. Um, I don't know, man. Again, I I don't really play a lot of sports games, and I think that like you said, a glorified roster for 70 bucks a year, fuck out of here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um... But let's uh, let's cleanse our palates with a happier and more amusing story to wrap up this episode. Are we, are we
1: about to have a happy ending?
0: We're we are allowed to happy have a happy ending, and we're going to have one. Ooh. That sounds really bad, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so, but um, a new trailer for Miles Morales Spider-Man was released this this past week, where it turns out there's a mission where you rescue a cat. And it turns yep. out this cat can come with you in his own spider kitty mask and actually do attacks with you. You basically, you can have a fucking attack kitty. D- isn't that fucking amazing? That's worth, the, that's worth the 70 bucks on its own for the Ultimate Edition.
1: Dude, when I saw the trailer where uh, Miles goes in there and the cat comes out, the cat's got the eyes and he's looking at him, I was like, oh, you won Game of the Year! You yep, and the cat attacks there. and it's like, meow! Yeah. Dude, Dude. I, I am... Uh, the next generation of games is exciting. We all know this. This yeah. to me, Spider-Man Miles Morales coming out, I think is going to what's going to set the tone for the next generation. And I mean this because a Xbox is releasing a ton of fucking games on Game Pass, which is great. Yeah. But they're all games that we have played and that we know. There's correct. Oh, excuse me. There's there's a few originals coming out that you and me have talked about. We're like, oh yeah, this is going to be cool. Um, but there's nothing that stands out miles Morales stands out as its own thing something you keep
0: talking new. I gotta get something that was just dropped off at my door
1: go for it so it seems like it's something that that's brand new. It's a new story. It's a new type of arc. It's a new gameplay. It's new visuals. It's something that's familiar, but we haven't seen yet. And I think that this right here, if this comes out, and this game hits, and the Spider-Man looks good, and and the ray tracing is there, and and the visuals, and and everything is there, and this story hits as well as Spider-Man did, PlayStation will win the next generation of consoles based off of this alone. Because there is so much behind this. So many people... And it's not just the game; it, it's the character Miles Morales that so many people who felt they didn't have representation in video games and yeah, comic yeah. books now have. You know, you have, you you have just so many things that are there that so many people are like, yeah, cool, man. You guys want to play Halo again, or do you guys want to check out Miles Morales? And that's yeah. just where I think that that PlayStation is putting a lot, a lot of their next, uh, next gen games and what they're going to do on Spider-Man Morales, which is why we're seeing the fucking attack kitty. Every single person is excited about an attack cat. It's a cat in a video game, and we're all flipping shit about it. Yep. It's the most absurd
0: thing, but yet it was the thing I needed in my life.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And and it's so cool to see that. And I, for one, can't wait to get my hands on this game. I'm jealous every time I go on Twitter and I see people who already got their PS5s. I hate you. All of you, I hate you so much. Just kidding, I love you and I respect you. But that's—I still hate you. Um, but dude, I just can't wait to get my hands on this thing and to play it and 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 to see what we're to see what we're getting here yeah. and um, you know, to turn it on and see how the Spider Man looks and see if we're really gonna be blown away or, or where we're at. And um, Xbox has released a lot so far. We've seen a lot. Um, we've seen some stuff from PlayStation, but what we haven't seen is next gen titles. First day and launch, and we're releases. not going to
0: see true next gen for a year or two. I mean, no, it's all, all these, all we're getting, even games like Miles Morales that were made specifically for PS5, even games like that, we're in the early, earlier. I mean, developers haven't even unlocked a fraction of the potential yet. You
1: know. Oh, ab- dude, absolutely, which is why I think that <laughs> when this comes out, like we just said, we're not even tapping the potential. This is just day yeah. one with this game. So when you see Miles Morales and when you're blown away, I think that's what's going to set the thing apart because, yeah, don't get me wrong, I love the Xbox. I think I'm a little bit more excited now for the Xbox than I am for the PlayStation only because when I plug in my Xbox, I'm going to see how this thing works across hundreds of different games from day yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I already planned it out. When I get my PlayStation, Miles Morales is going in. I got Borderlands 3 for 8 bucks out of Best Buy yeah. the other day. So I got that one because you get the free upgrade for it. And I just pre-ordered Cyberpunk 27.7 because it was on sale for 49 bucks. So Perfect. And all on PlayStation. Because, and this this is, again, just me, I'm going to play more Xbox because there's more games, but I'm going to put more time into my PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, I can And... See that. and and I'm fine with that because I'm gonna to wanna to go through I don't have many games that I want to replay on my Xbox, but I'm going through right now and I'm replaying all my Uncharted games. Uh, you know, yeah. just because I like the way it looks. And yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I'm rambling games. off on shit here, but dude, Spider Kitty, Spider-Cat, Spider-Man Cat's dope. I can't wait to you know for what this. Just, I can't do you
0: know what was just delivered? But my back to the future 4K uh, box yeah. set. Yeah. Yeah I'm gonna have that hover I'm taking it to work and I'm putting it on my desk And if anyone fucking touches it like they have my lightsaber There's gonna be hell to pay Someone <laughs> Dude, was man. playing with my lightsaber at work I know this
2: That's No one will tell
0: me who though That's fucked up I went
1: to a brewery in um, in um uh, When I was flying out of Colorado one time And the owner of the bar Had the original props from the Back to the Future movie um, so he had Ooh. the pictures that Marty had Where his family was disappearing on the wall He had the oh, flyer shit. from the under the sea enchantment dance He had an original prop Hoverboard used that was up in a glass display case And he had one of the flux capacitors Taken out of a DeLorean hanging on the wall and How did he I, get all was, that? Uh, just from collecting shit throughout the years and knowing man. the right people and everything else, and I got some cool pictures of them and I'll send them to you, man. But um, definitely, it's crazy. But I bought I bought the Back to the Future trilogy like six, seven months ago when it was like eleven bucks on iTunes, and they're not in four K. So I'm not fucking rebuying them.
0: I know I, I, you know, I really had to think about rebuying these because I already have them on Blu-ray, and I'm like, you know, I'm perfectly happy with them on Blu-ray because these are '80s movies. Four K is only gonna do so much. But right. That Absolutely. hoverboard. I kind of needed that. Yeah, that hoverboard
1: is kind of the nice part,
0: you know. <laughs> so, uh Well, I think that I wraps you, it up, man. Dude. I uh I I I managed not to let my asthma destroy the episode, I think. So, uh that's a good sign.
1: <laughs> Dude, this has been this has been a good episode, man. It's always good to uh to
0: chat with you, buddy. For sure, man, for sure. And um you can follow me on Twitter at Tonezone81. Josh Oh, guys, guess what? I'm not going to forget
1: my Twitter handle this time because I that's realized right. that I can change it. And after years of deciding, I finally came up with it. You guys can give me at BruceBane66, my two favorite characters, Bruce Wayne and Bane.
0: BruceBane66. Isn't that your family-sharing Apple name or that, whatever? That's
1: also, that's also my Apple name, um, which is fantastic. Um, nice. So, yeah, I have it all. And I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's fantastic.
0: All right. Well, there you go. There's our Twitters. Please give us a follow. Subscribe to the show if you like it. If you uh, have the time, give us a five-star review or not. Let us know, where, you know how we can improve and all that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But either way, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next time.
1: Later.